you know, being an entrepreneur, and that's the true test. That's going to be the litmus test. If you are good at what you do, the market will will show you. And if you're not good, the market will show you also. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast, the podcast by successful small business owners for business owners like you, so you can grow a strong and profitable business and use something you learn on this podcast today. Our guest is Robert Voss of MBI Merchant Solutions, and he's going to guide us on the importance of having confidence to start your own business, the importance of diversification, and the importance of sustainability. But before we get into this wide-ranging conversation, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. At Clarou Tire Company... We know that you want to be safe and secure riding on tires from a family who cares about your family as much as we care for our own. In order to do that, you need quality tires from a family you trust. The problem is, is that there are a hundred different national tire stores in town and their buying process is a chore and they treat you like a faceless number. We believe that you and your family are an extension of our family. We understand the noise you feel with the hundreds of faceless different tire companies that treat you like a faceless number. And that is why we at Clarou Tire Company have one of the largest repeat customer bases in Kern County for the last 77 years. Here's how we do it. When you come into Clarou Tire, you're not just a number, you become family. We select the specific tire that's the safest for your family, your car, and your budget. We install your tires and give you an unconditional guarantee on your tires. Join the Clarou Tire Company family at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield, California, or call us at 661-324-6069 or find us on our website at clarutire.com. That's C-L-E-R-O-U tire.com. Stop the feeling of faceless confusion from 100 different national tire stores. Join the family with the Clarou Tire Company family. You'll be glad you did. Clarou Tire Company, 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield, California. Or call us at 661-324-6069 or find us on our website at clarutire.com. That's C-L-E-R-O-U tire.com. As a business owner, you are a visioneer. And you are ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than your mainstream competition. But what about your message? If your clients and customers don't clearly understand what you can do for them, you are leaving money on the table. If you confuse, you lose. Here at Small Business Celebration, we have a seven-step solution that can clarify your message and put you in the game. Don't leave money on the table. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com and schedule an introduction today. Welcome, Visioneers. I'm Michael Roberts with the Small Business Celebration Podcast. And today uh, we are at Dagny's Coffee Company here in downtown Bakersfield. So if you hear a little bit of reverb and a strange sound in the background and a whistling and all that sort of thing, it's because this is a very live location, but this is a very fun location to have an interview. And to interview our guest today of Robert Voss of MBI Merchant Solutions. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What got you into starting your own business? Uh, well, I guess a couple of things. Uh, first was was tired of kind of chasing that corporate cheese. Um, mm. When your goals are set one place one year and you, you, you set everything up to hit those goals and then the following year they change. Mm. So 
looking at it and, and, and setting up the business was one of those where I could set my own goal mm -hmm. and go after that goal. Um, and then also kind of seeing that a lot of the corporations that I worked with um, didn't really have me in mind. Mm. And I knew it was more about them. So um, had a couple of instances where it kind of uh, opened my eyes. And to see that happen, I actually had a really good friend of mine that worked at Wells Fargo, probably the top salesperson that I know. Mm -hmm. uh, one day they just came in and said, we can't afford to keep you. And they let her go. Wow. And uh, it's one of those things where that was, if you're going to let the top person go, that's a sign. Where, do I, where do I stand? Um, and so I've been lucky enough that my mom was an entrepreneur herself, and I got to kind of watch her do things and see her uh, succeed and fail both and now succeeding again, um, and kind of took that line, and that's why I wanted to start my own, my own business. Mm -hmm. uh, it took a while. It took a while for me to build my confidence to get out and do that, um, but I knew, you know, once it happened, uh, and, and, and my business partner um, told me when he approached me, was, uh, you're going to wish that you did this sooner, uh, and I've always taken that to heart, and I've, I've told other people that either want to get into business for themselves, or even come and work for us as 1099, that you know, once you get this thing going and it's, it's moving, you're going to want, you're going to wish that you did it sooner. So I've kind of taken that mentality and, uh, yes, I wish I would have came two years prior to, you know, maybe in <laughs> 04 instead of 06, you know, so. And for those who aren't familiar with MBI Merchant Solutions, give us a brief overview of what it is that you guys do. Okay. So MBI Solutions is an electronic processing company. Mm -hmm. So basically anything electronic and moving money, we do. Mm. So if you've ever walked into a store and handed over your credit card and they swiped it on that system or dipped it in that system, uh, that's what we do. We set up those systems to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we do electronic check. We also do small business, what they call uh, merchant funding. So we'll do small loans. Um, I, I don't want to say loans, small cash advances. Mm. Uh, we do uh, Wi-Fi marketing. Um, anything to do with small business and uh, hopefully increasing that business and uh, to increase efficiency and things of that nature. What problem were you solving to go into this line of work? So the biggest problem, and this was kind of one of our, I want to say mission statements for the company, was um, both myself and my business partner were very good salespeople as far as merchant reps for our particular uh, places. So one was with Wells Fargo, the other was Union Bank, uh, we helped propel those those two for merchant services, and we basically, like I said, we were sick of chasing these moving targets. Mm. So we set this house up. Basically, it's basically a house for wayward reps. Hmm. So we contacted these people and they said, "Hey, we set up our own merchant services, mm -hmm. and now you can sign your deals with us. We won't take those deals away from you after a year, hmm. and we'll pay you on those for a lifetime. Hmm. And there is no goals." Whatever you guys want to sign, bring to us, and we'll house them. Um, so that was one of the main reasons uh, I liked getting into this business, uh, on top of just you know wanting to start my own business and be my own boss. Sure, um, sure. And doing that prior to knowing how much work was involved in doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any idea how much work was going to be involved in starting your own business? I had a, a, a little bit of an idea based on watching my mother doing what she did. Mm -hmm. What did so she I, do? So I can go through the whole lineage. So she started, and this is Bakersfield, you know, early 80s. Mm -hmm. She was at Brock's. Okay. And she was at Peacock Alley. Okay. And in Peacock Alley, she didn't 
hardly speak a lick of English, but learned how to sell. Mm-hmm. And um, as she was selling to these high net worth clients, uh, some of her clients would tell her, hey, you know, wh- what kind of jewelry would go with this outfit? Sure. So then she got a bright idea. Well, maybe I should start selling jewelry on the side. So I would see people show up at our house and she would sell jewelry out of the house to her clients that she had at Peacock Alley. Then those same clients said, hey, you know, we, we buy a lot of jewelry, but did you know, you know, a lot of us like our homes furnished. So then, okay. So then she started her furniture store. So she had five locations here in Bakersfield, uh, furniture center, and there's a couple other ones, actually one not too far from here, two on Chester, um, and started selling furniture. Uh, and that lasted until about, right about the end of the Gulf War mm. when the recession hit, mm-hmm. and she lost them. So I, I knew what kind of work was involved mm. based mm-hmm. on that, seeing her at the location. Uh, and that did also get me into the point where I did not want to get into retail mm. because I saw how much work she, she put into that. So I always told myself there has to be something other than retail that I can get into. Right. Um, but I had somewhat of an inclination of what kind of work it would take mm-hmm. uh, to do it. And um, so I wasn't too surprised, but there is days that you do feel overwhelmed and you feel underwater, but you just know it's got to hit those one at a time. Until you, you know, you're back above water. So, one step in front of the other. Exactly, exactly. And when you first started, when you left the corporate world and you started your own business, what was at stake in case you failed? So when I started, um, sorry, my son was, oh gosh, eight or nine months old. Mm-hmm. My wife was a teacher. Uh, we just had moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. So the stakes were basically not having enough money to pay the mortgage and the lights and things like that. And, and also, you know, accustomed to your own, your current lifestyle, mm-hmm. that you'd have to be prepared to scale that back depending on, you know, what needs to be done. So, um, yeah, it was pretty much possibly losing a house and, and things like that. So I was lucky enough that my wife supported me mm-hmm. in that. And she was um, Strong enough to get through some of them really tight, tight months and tight days. So, yeah. Is she still a teacher? She's still a teacher. Where does she teach? She now is at Freedom Middle School. Oh, she, nice. She's an eighth grade English teacher there. You know, it takes a very special person to teach middle school and junior high. Uh, it does. <laughs> it does. She started actually at, in first grade mm-hmm. for the first 14, 15 years of her career, and she just moved to eighth grade last year. So. There's, there's been a struggle there, but she enjoys it. She actually does enjoy it. She does enjoy the kids. She can conversate with them now. Right. As opposed to having the little ones where it's more babysitting. Sure. But now it's more um, conversate with them and actually, you know, get things across and, and help kids and things like that. So she enjoys that. Growing up, I had, a, I had a junior high history teacher that people thought she was absolutely nuts for teaching junior high. And uh, her response was, well... That's at the age where they're starting to be able to have a conversation and they're still fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what she's finding. Exactly. When you were starting and you were going on this perilous journey uh, because your wife was supporting you, but you could possibly lose everything if this didn't work out, what was the carrot to motivate you to do this business? I guess one is that there, there is that, you know, that pie in the sky where you're going to make millions and millions of dollars, right? And that... What's great about, obviously, this country is you have that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So there, I guess the carrot is there was no limit to what I can make uh, as long as I put the work into it. Mm-hmm. So I felt that my time and my effort would show directly 
on my, my quote-unquote paycheck or what I brought home every month. So if I worked harder and I brought in more, I, I wasn't capped by being in that corporate structure where mm-hmm. you usually are capped out and you feel like you're worth more. Well, you know, being an entrepreneur, and that's the true test. That's going to be the litmus test. If you are good at what you do, the market will will show you. And if you're not good, the market will show you also. So <laughs> that's just one of those things. So, and I think that's, that, that, that's what the carrot was, was, you know, I, I think I, I was worth more and I was willing to take that step and see if I was, was worth what I thought I was. When you were getting started and developing this business, was there somebody whose credibility you lent on to help you guide you and show that you had credibility to other people as you were starting your business? Um, yes, there were, there was a few, there wasn't just one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really good friend. He's still in the banking industry and he basically kept telling me, you know, entrepreneurship's in your DNA. Mm. It's in your blood. That's the way you're built. You're not built for the, the corporate structure. So mm. that helped me build my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said, you know, worst case scenario, you can always come back to the bank cause we'd bring you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other was my mom. Um, she was really big in guiding me and basically telling me, you know, for lack of a better term, um, grow some balls and go out on your own, <laughs> right? So it was kind of shocking that my mom would say that to me, but it was one of those slaps in the face that helped me kind of get over that, that hump. And then, you know, my current business partner is very good at what he does. Who is um, your business partner? His name is Andrew Lynn, mm-hmm. and um, he actually technically started the, the company in 2004. Mm-hmm. I came two years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was looking for partners, um, and we've meshed really well together since. And he's one that's helped me along um, and gave me the confidence and kind of put me where I'm at today. So I you know, give a lot of credit to him, too. And you also have another venture that you're doing in addition to this one, do you not? That is correct. I actually started a construction company about four years ago, hmm. uh, and I did that with one of my very dearest friends, best friends, lifelong friend. Uh, he was out in the oil industry and life was not great. And he knew that, uh, his quality of life just wasn't great. He was out of the house at five in the morning, didn't come home till six at night, had two young twins and an older son. Um, and I knew that put a strain on them. And I basically told him, Hey man, you get your contractor's license and I'll, I'll back you. Mm-hmm. And this was, um, yeah, like I said, four years ago. And What's the name of the company? Uh, Kevin Bridges Construction. Okay. Yeah. And since then, we've you know, built custom homes. We do remodels. We do insurance work. We do it all. We do the whole gamut. And I've got him out of the oil industry and on his own and gave him the confidence to kind of do his own thing because he's never been out on his own. So mm-hmm. something that's very gratifying about that. Um, but also knowing that I knew if, if I backed him, he would be able to, to do what he had to do. Did you ever, as you were building both ventures and you were developing these products and you were, you were, and you were moving forward in all of this, was there ever a shot across the bow kind of moment for you? There was. Um, and this was on the merchant services side. And um, it was me and the family. And at this point, I had my daughter, so I had my two kids. Mm-hmm. We had just sold our first house, and we were building our next house, so we're in a rental, and I get a phone call from one of my largest clients saying that I think we're going to move. I think we're going to go with someone else. Hmm. And at that point, I was, I, I think, almost in a full panic attack thinking, wow, 
how am I going to pull this off? This was, you know, one of my largest clients and I'm, I, I need this income. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? And I remember sitting back and it took me about a good 45 minutes to an hour, soak it in and just basically say, okay, I'm, how am I going to make lemonade out of this? Uh, long story short, um, it was one of those, I had this large client. It was almost like the Walmart effect mm. where he was so big that if they left, it would absolutely crush my portfolio as far as uh, my portfolio was concerned. So then I basically told myself I can't put myself in that situation again where um, I can't just rely on one client. So I, it made me get back, get off my thumbs and go out there and start selling more because mm. I was at that point more focused on my reps mm-hmm. um, and just kind of building with my reps instead of my own personal portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my shot across the bill. And, and luckily, the client's still with me. And that's nice. been six years. So went in, smoothed out whatever he was looking at and kept him happy. And uh, uh, it was, yeah, it's one of those things that that comes up every once in a while and gets my heart racing when I start thinking about that. And it, it motivates me to get up in the morning. You bring up a very important point that some of our listeners will have picked up from other guests that we've had on this show. And that is... The leader of the business has to perform at something well. And very often the leader of the business has to go through and do something or similar things that push the business forward that identify with the other employees going, you know what, he's going after those clients, I should be too. And, and, the, and the leader of the business is the one who sets the pace, who's the leader of the pack, who moves things forward. And... The point that you just brought up, I think, is significant because so often we, figure, we lose sight as business owners that the people around us are watching and that if we take our, bio, our eye off the ball and we start looking at other things like this, the story that you just told, your whole business suffers because now all of your employees start focusing on one customer and one customer only, and that's detrimental to your business. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's... it's very detrimental. I mean, we've, we've lost that. We've, we've even told these to our reps, like, hey, you have a couple of large clients. You know, one day they're going to leave. It's not if, it's, you know, it's not if, but when. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter, you, don't, you don't have control over a lot of those things, so make sure that you're constantly what we call backfilling. Mm-hmm. Keep those clients coming in. Keep working hard um, and just keep producing if you can. What book are you reading right now? Currently, I'm not reading any book, uh, which I should be. Why but, is that? Why, why, is, why is reading important? You know, I just, well, it keeps your mind sharp, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think there's going to be some very good books out there that you can read that help you regardless of what industry you're in. Now, there is one that I am going to start reading, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I don't know if I could plug it. Go ahead. The it's called Never Split the Difference. Mm. Um, do, you know who, who, do you know who wrote that? It's actually my cousin, which okay. is crazy. His name is Chris Voss. Okay. He's a... Uh, the lead, lead hostage negotiator for the FBI for many years, international hostage negotiator. Wow. And he has created a book um, that basically puts you through all different types of negotiations. And no matter where you are at in life, it's always a negotiation. Yeah. Um, what, what investments have you made in, in yourself that have yeah. significantly improved the your business? The big thing is, um, and, and this is you know, my business partner too, he's very big on this, it's our health. Hmm. So we're both big on staying healthy because if you don't have your health, really at the end of the day, you don't have anything, Hmm. right? So the business doesn't run if him and I don't make it into the office or we're not out there with our reps. 
Um, so the big thing is, is health is first. Um, we're, we're really big on quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do feel that there is a work-life balance that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you do for physical health? Uh, I'm at the gym at least four times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then try to, you know, watch what I eat um, and, and try to stay healthy. And then just, you know, get your physical once a year. Right. That thing, right. you know, as you get older, I, I feel like I'm in that demographic now. I'm older. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I do those things. And then, you know, and just educating yourself. Like, so whatever industry you're in, like, so we're in merchant services. Just being out there and trying to see what the tone is on the street on what might be new. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, cryptocurrency seems to be kind of a buzzword right now and, and blockchain and things like that. And it's starting to slowly pick up on the merchant side as far as electronic processing. Um, so you got to be aware of that. Be aware of different laws that are happening. Right, um, right within the industry and just, you know, and, and then knowing your competition, you know, knowing what your competition has, what they're offering mm-hmm. and seeing if you can compete with that offer or dissecting it, showing that, you know, maybe it's not that great of an offer, even though it seemed very sexy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we do. And then once we learn those things, we try to spread that out with our, with our reps and let them know, Hey, here's what we found with certain things. This might work for you. Um, yeah. So that's, I guess what we invest in. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. If you were to give advice to a, a brand new entrepreneur today, learn, knowing knowing now what you what you know now, uh, what advice would you give them? Do it, right? Just do it. It's it's one of those things that uh, how could I put it? Um, if you, if if there's that drive and that fire there, mm-hmm. try it because you don't know you don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, but be prepared on, on top of that. So it's, you know, it's never as easy as, it's, as you think. Like for me, it always feels like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. It always feels like at any point it could collapse. So I'm, it, it does keep me up at night. So know that at the end of the day, um, if you're your own boss, there's really no end of day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because something can happen at any moment and you have to be ready for it. Um, so, so know that. And I, 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 think, um, I think you'll be okay. And, then, and just surround yourself with, with good people. Mm-hmm. I think that helps out a lot, too. Uh, and positive people. And when you say good people and positive people, what attributes should you be looking for? Just people that are just more optimistic. Now, and you, it's, it's all relative, too, because you can be overly optimistic and people not tell you what reality actually is. Mm-hmm. But you don't want the people that are constantly fighting against you. And, and, you know, you might run into some people that are actually jealous of what you're doing and they'll try to try to sabotage sometimes things that you're doing and, and, and doing it maybe in a nice way that you might not be seeing. Right. Right. So um, and, and sometimes those people can become motivators and you can kind of prove them wrong, you know. So um, but, yeah, I think having good people surrounding you and support goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. What advice would you would you suggest they ignore? I don't know, per, per advice, but I've seen business owners mm-hmm. going into business thinking that it's very glamorous and almost going to the point of like the faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it looks like you're making a lot of money and you're trying to put, to, to put that out there mm-hmm. and it's really not happening in the back end. And all you're doing is just killing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just knowing you have to be there, I guess. And if you're not the business will fail also. So I'm not sure if I have a, an actual set, 
you know, a word of advice that was bad or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that you, you have to be there. And if you're not, your business will fail. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do to temporarily get you back on track again? Lists. List. How so? I, I, for me, I, I do. I get off track very easily. You know, if, I, if I'm in my office and I have Sports Center on and all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching something go down or if it's fantasy football, you know, something like that can throw me off. I, I like to go on lists. So mm-hmm. I usually write a list every morning when I'm having my coffee of things I need to get done that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and things might add to that list or I might be able to take things off and push them off to another day. But that for me helps me keep focused because I will, I'll forget certain things and I'll just go back to my list and look at it and go, Oh shoot, I have this, this, and this to do. Mm-hmm. Let me get those done now. Um, but for me, uh, lists help me quite a bit. And this keeps out of a lot of the distractions that can come into a business owner's life and business and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And what, ha- what do you do about these distractions? Um, you know, it, it depends on the type of distraction, um, but you, you just try to, you try to key them out, but we're all human. Mm-hmm. We know that maybe for that hour that you're working, 15 minutes might be distracted on your phone or looking at other things and things like that. It's just, you, you just got to kind of try to keep yourself on track. What have um, you gotten good at saying no to? I'm getting good at saying no to, um, just longer distractions as, so I've been invited to a quite a few, you know, charity events and things like that, which are great. And, and there's things that, you know, I think you should always donate back to the community and things like that. And they sometimes can be very good um, networking things. But like for me, golf tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, if you just say it, are very hard for me to attend just because it's four and a half, five hours out of your day. Right. You know, so I do, I, I might do two tournaments the whole year, mm-hmm. even though I get invited to quite a few and I... I hate turning them down and I'm always appreciative of me getting invited, mm-hmm. but those are the big ones. When it's taking more than two hours, three hours, it's tough to, uh, to be involved in those. So I try to say no to those. Have you achieved your goals now that you thought you were going to, or does your business look like now what you expected it to when you first started? Um, you know, what's funny is when you, you start hitting certain numbers, uh-huh. you think, man, if I can only get to, let's just say 200,000 a year. Um, I, I've made it, right? <laughs> but then when you get there, it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like, right? So I am very proud of where we are at mm-hmm. and what we've achieved. Um, we went through some crazy times in 08. So, I mean, we started the business in 06, and in 08, 09, when the crash happened, I thought, man, I might have to look for a job somewhere. And then, right. But the problem was I'm in banking. Well, banks weren't hiring at that same right, time, right? right? So right. it's like one of those things where you're going to be um, surprised at what you can do when you have to do it. And it was one of those, okay, let's dig in. We've got to figure this out. But what I found out was uh, for us, we were, I felt we were a great company and a good company, and we were honest, had good intentions. Um, so we kept all of our clients through that. And so what happened was a lot of the other businesses that were similar to mine, other merchant services, the bad ones were weeded out right away mm. because they couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. Uh, customers were leaving. They were closing their doors because they just couldn't stay open. Well, we were able to, to, to navigate through that. Mm-hmm. And when we came out the other side, we were much stronger. Um, so I guess to answer your question, I'm, I don't know if we've actually hit our goals of what we thought we were going to be. Cause it's, I guess it's always, you know, you're always driving to get bigger, 
better, stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I still think we have plenty of work to do. Um, but um, I am proud of where we're at. And um, I can say at least I wake up in the morning knowing that my business is still there, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, but know that there's still work to be done. Business ownership has given you options. Tell us a little bit about some of the options that owning your own successful business has afforded you. I think for me, um, I do have to say that, uh, yes, you'll work hard, um, but it's afforded me a few things. I've never missed a first, I, I would say. So A first what? So I've witnessed my kids' first breath, mm. their first steps, their first mm. day of every, every school year. Um, because I can, I can give myself that time back uh, mm-hmm. and schedule that time so I don't miss those things. Because I think at the end of the day, quality of life does play a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be happy at what you're doing. So whatever business you might get into, hopefully you have that passion for it. Uh, and it makes you happy um, because that's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. And uh, I think so for my business, it, it's afforded me some of that time back with my family uh, where I don't have to ask someone, hey, can I take a vacation on these days? Uh, I'll just make sure I get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that I get to spend quality time with my family. I think that's, that's the big thing. Excellent. Well, Rob, this has been a wonderful interview, and you've given us a lot of great insights and thoughts. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you and, uh, and MBI Merchant Services, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, a couple ways. One, they can give me a call. Uh, I'm always open to answering my phone at uh, 661 Six one nine zero three one seven, or they can email me. Uh, it's Rob R O B at M B I, and that's M is in Mary, B is in boy, I is in igloo. Processing P R O C E S S I N G dot com. And if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how do they find you? Um, I'm just Robert Voss on Facebook. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I have nothing else. I have no Twitter, <laughs> no Snapchat, none of that stuff. So I guess. I'm one of those old guys. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's hard for some of us to realize that we're getting old, yeah. as it were. Well, Robert, thank you very much for being on the podcast, and we thank you for giving us a lot of great information on how people, how small business owners can develop a strong and profitable business. Thank you. Thank you, Michael.
worthwhile investments. It, it could um, be it could be a physical thing. It could be investment in some sort of education. It could be you know time off. Um, what what investments have you made in in yourself that have yeah. significantly improved the your business? The big thing is, um, and, and this is you know my business partner too. He's very big on this. It's our health. Hmm. So we're both big on. Staying healthy because if you don't have your health, really at the end of the day, you don't have anything, hmm. right? So the business doesn't run if him and I don't make it into the office or we're not out there with our reps. Um, so the big thing is, is health is first. Um, we're, we're really big on quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do feel that there is a work-life balance that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you do for physical health? Uh, I'm at the gym at least four times a week mm-hmm. uh, and then try to, you know, watch what I eat. Um, and try to stay healthy and then just, you know, get your physical once a year. Right. That thing, right. you know, as you get older, I, I feel like I'm in that demographic now. I'm older. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so I, I do those things. And then, you know, and just educating yourself. Like, so whatever industry you're in, like, so we're in merchant services. Just being out there and trying to see what the tone is on the street on what might be new. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, cryptocurrency seems to be kind of a buzzword right now and, and blockchain and things like that. And it's starting to slowly pick up on the merchant side as far as electronic processing. Um, so you got to be aware of that. Be aware of different laws that are happening right, um, right. within the industry. And just, you know, and, and then knowing your competition, you know, knowing what your competition has, what they're offering, mm-hmm. and seeing if you can compete with that offer or dissecting it, showing that, you know, maybe it's not that great of an offer, even though it seemed very sexy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we do. And then once we learn those things, we try to spread that out with our, with our reps and let them know, hey, here's what we found with certain things. This might work for you. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, what we invest in. Sure, say. sure. If you were to give advice to a, a brand new entrepreneur today, learn, knowing, knowing now what you, what you know now, uh, what advice would you give them? Do it. Right, just do it. It's, it's one of those things that, uh, how could I put it? Um, if, you, if, if there's that drive and that fire there, mm-hmm. try it. Because you don't know. You don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, but be prepared on, on top of that. So it's, you know, it's never as easy as, as you think. <laughs> like for me, it always feels like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. It always feels like at any point it could collapse. So I'm, it, it does keep me up at night. So know that at the end of the day, um, if you're your own boss, there's really no end of day, mm-hmm. right? Because something can happen at any moment and you have to be ready for it. Um, so, so know that. And I, 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 think, um, I think you'll be okay. And, and just surround yourself with, with good people. Mm-hmm. I think that helps out a lot too. Uh, and positive people. And when you say good people and positive people, what attributes should you be looking for? Just people that are just more optimistic now and you it's it's all relative too because you can be overly optimistic and people not tell you what reality actually is Mm -hmm. but you don't want the people that are constantly fighting against you and and, you know you might run into some people that are actually jealous of what you're doing and they'll try to try to sabotage sometimes things that you're doing and, and and doing it maybe in a nice way that you might not be seeing right right so um and, and sometimes those people can become motivators and you can kind of prove them wrong, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think having good people surrounding you and support goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. What advice would you, would you suggest they ignore? Uh, 
what would they ignore? What's the, what is the worst advice that you've ever heard given somebody? What is the worst advice that you've ever heard somebody give somebody else about going into business? The worst advice. I've seen, well, I don't know per, per advice, but I've seen business owners mm-hmm. going into business thinking that it's very glamorous and almost going to the point of like the faking it till you make it. So mm-hmm. it, it, it looks like you're making a lot of money and you're trying to put, to, to put that out there mm-hmm. and it's really not happening in the back end and all you're doing is just killing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just knowing you have to be there, I guess. And if you're not, the business will fail also. So I'm not sure if I have a, an actual set you know, a word of advice that was bad or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that you, you have to be there. And if you're not, your business will fail. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do to temporarily get you back on track again? Lists. List. How so? I, I, for me, I, I do. I get off track very easily. You know, if, I, <laughs> if I'm in my office and I have Sports Center on and all of a sudden I'm, <laughs> I'm watching something go down or if it's fantasy football, you know, something like that can throw me off. I, I like to go on lists. Mm-hmm. So I usually write a list every morning when I'm having my coffee of things I need to get done that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and things might add to that list, or I might be able to take things off and push them off to another day. But that, for me, helps me keep focused because I will. I'll forget certain things, and I'll just go back to my list and look at it and go, oh, shoot, I have this, this, and this to do. Mm-hmm. Let me get those done now. Um, but for me, uh, lists help me quite a bit. And do you take those lists and expand them in, in breadth and scope for every quarter, biannually, annually, decade? Do you, do you make lists on those kinds of scales? Um, like more like a goal for annual goals and things like that. I, I haven't done that in a while, and I, it's probably a good idea to do that. Um, but no, I, my day-to-day lists are just what I know has to, has to get done, mm-hmm. and I'll do it. Keeping in mind that I still you know, am, am trying to get to a certain goal as far as being just self-sustaining, which that might not ever happen. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you know, you know what you have to get done, and as long as it's in that same like you say, breath, um, uh, uh, how can I say this? Um, Long, I guess what you're asking more is long-term goal, Mm -hmm. annual goal, quarterly goals. I don't have any of those lists. Okay. Um, But in my mind, I have certain things that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my mind, that's where my lists are created per day. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Okay. And this keeps out of a lot of the distractions that can come into a business owner's life and business and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And what, ha- what do you do about these distractions? Um, you know, it, it depends on the type of distraction. Um, but you, you just try to, you try to key them out, but we're all human. Mm-hmm. We know that maybe for that hour that you're working, 15 minutes might be distracted on your phone or looking at other things and things like that. It's just, you, you just got to kind of try to keep yourself on track. What have um, you gotten good at saying no to? I'm getting good at saying no to um, just longer distractions. As so, I've been invited to a quite a few, you know, charity events and things like that, which are great. And, and there's things that you know I think you should always donate back to the community and things like that. And they sometimes can be very good um, networking things. But like for me, golf tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, if you just say that, are very hard for me to attend, just because it's four and a half, five hours out of your day. Right. 
you know, so I do, I, I might do two tournaments the whole year, mm-hmm. even though I get invited to quite a few and I, I hate turning them down and I'm always appreciative of me getting invited, mm-hmm. but those are the big ones when it's taking more than two hours, three hours, it's tough to, uh, to be involved in those. So I try to say no to those. Looking back at the, the success that you've had and the growth, tremendous growth that you've had, have you achieved your goals now that you thought you were going to, or does your business look like now what you expected it to when you first started? Um, you know what's funny is when you, you start hitting certain numbers, uh-huh. you think, man, if I can only get to, let's just say, 200000 a year, um, I- I've made it right? <laughs> but then when you get there, it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like, right? So I am very proud of where we are at mm-hmm. and what we've achieved. Um, we went through some crazy times in 08. So, I mean, we started the business in 06 and in 08, 09, when the crash happened, I thought, man, I might have to look for a job somewhere. And then, right. But the problem was I'm in banking. Well, banks weren't hiring at that You're same right, time, right? right? So right. it's like one of those things where you're going to be um, surprised at what you can do when you have to do it. And it was one of those, okay, let's dig in. We got to figure this out. But what I found out was uh, for us, we were, I felt we were a great company and a good company and we were honest, had good intentions. Um, so we kept all of our clients through that. And so what happened was a lot of the other businesses that were similar to mine, other merchant services, the bad ones were weeded out right away mm. because they couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. Uh, customers were leaving. They were closing their doors because they just couldn't stay open. Well, we were able to to, to navigate through that, mm-hmm. and when we came out the other side, we were much stronger. Um, so, I guess to answer your question, I'm I don't know if we've actually hit our goals of what we thought we were going to be, because <laughs> I guess it's always you know you're always driving to get bigger, better, stronger, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I still think we have plenty of work to do. Um, but, um, I am proud of where we're at and, um, can say at least I wake up in the morning knowing that my business is still there, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, but know that there's still work to be done. And, Uh, and for those of, uh, for those few listeners we have who are thinking about starting a business, business ownership has given you options. Tell us a little bit about some of the options that owning your own successful business has afforded you. I think for me, um, I do have to say that, uh, yes, you'll work hard, um, but it's afforded me a few things. I've never missed a first, I I would say. So a first what? So I've witnessed my kids first breath, Mm. their first steps, their first Mm. day of every, every school year, um, because I can, I can give myself that time back, uh, Mm -hmm. and schedule that time. So I don't miss those things because I think at the end of the day, quality of life does play a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be happy at what you're doing. So whatever business you might get into, hopefully you have that passion for it. Uh, and it makes you happy um, because that's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. And uh, I think so for my business, it, it's afforded me some of that time back with my family uh, where I don't have to ask someone, hey, can I take a vacation on these days? Uh, I'll just make sure I get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that I get to spend quality time with my family. I think that's, that's the big thing. Excellent. Well, Rob, this has been a wonderful interview, and you've given us a lot of great insights and thoughts. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you and, uh, and MBI Merchant Services, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, a couple of ways. One, they can give me a call. Uh, I'm always open to answering my phone at uh, 
619-0317. Or they can email me. Uh, it's Rob, R-O-B, at M-B-I, and that's M as in Mary, B as in boy, I as in igloo, processing, P-R-O-C-E-S-S-I-N-G.com. And if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how do they find you? Um, I'm just Robert Voss on Facebook. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, I have nothing else. I have no Twitter, <laughs> no Snapchat, none of that stuff. So I guess I'm one of those old guys. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's hard for some of us to realize that we're getting old, yeah. as it were. Well, Robert, thank you very much for being on the podcast, and we thank you for giving us a lot of great information on how people, how small business owners can develop a strong and profitable business. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Worthwhile investments. It, it could um, be it could be a physical thing. It could be investment in some sort of education. It could be you know time off. Um, what what investments have you made in in yourself that have yeah significant improved the your business? The big thing is, um, and, and this is you know my business partner too. He's very big on this. It's our health. Hmm. So we're both big on staying healthy because if you don't have your health, really at the end of the day you don't have anything, hmm. right? So the business doesn't run if him and I don't make it into the office or we're not out there with our reps. Um, so the big thing is, is health is first. Um, we're, we're really big on quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do feel that there is a work-life balance that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you do for physical health? Uh, I'm at the gym at least four times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then try to, you know, watch what I eat um, and, and try to stay healthy. And then just, you know, get your physical once a year. Right. That thing, right. you know, as you get older, I, I feel like I'm in that demographic now i'm older (laughs) but um uh yeah so i I do those things and then you know and just educating yourself like so whatever industry you're in like so we're in merchant services just being out there and trying to see what the tone is on the street on what might be new Mm -hmm. like right now cryptocurrency seems to be kind of a buzzword right now and and blockchain and things like that and starting to slowly pick up on the merchant side as far as electronic processing um so you got to be aware of that be aware of different laws that are happening right um, right within the industry and just you know and and then knowing your competition you know knowing what your competition has what they're offering Mm -hmm. and seeing if you can compete with that offer or dissecting it showing that you know maybe it's not that great of an offer even though it seemed very sexy at the time Mm um so that's kind of what we do and then once we learn those things we try to spread that out with our with our reps and let them know hey here's what we found with certain things this might work for you um yeah, so that's, I guess, what we invest in. Sure, say. sure. If you were to give advice to a, a brand new entrepreneur today, learn, knowing knowing now what you what you know now, uh, what advice would you give them? Do it. Right, just do it. It's it's one of those things that. Uh, how could I put it? Um, if you, if if there's that drive and that fire there, mm-hmm. try it. Because you don't know. You don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, but be prepared on, on top of that. So it's, you know, it's never as easy as, it's, as you think. Like for me, it always feels like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. It always feels like at any point it could collapse. So I'm, it, it does keep me up at night. So know that at the end of the day, um, if you're your own boss, there's really no end of day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because something can happen at any moment and you have to be ready for it. Um, so, so know that, and I, I, I think, um, I think you'll be okay and then, and just surround yourself with, with good people. Mm-hmm. I think that helps out a lot too. Uh, and positive people. And when you say good people and positive people, what attributes should you be looking for? 
just people that are just more optimistic. Now, and you, it's, it's all relative, too, because you can be overly optimistic and people not tell you what reality actually is. Mm-hmm. But you don't want the people that are constantly fighting against you. And, and, you know, you might run into some people that are actually jealous of what you're doing, and they'll try to, try to sabotage sometimes things that you're doing and, and, and doing it maybe in a nice way that you might not be seeing. Right, right. So, um, and, and sometimes those people can become motivators and you can kind of prove them wrong, you know. So, um, but yeah, I think having good people surrounding you and support goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. What advice would you, would you suggest they ignore? I don't know, per, per advice, but I've seen business owners mm-hmm. going into business thinking that it's very glamorous and almost going to the point of like the faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it looks like you're making a lot of money and you're trying to put, to, to put that out there mm-hmm. and it's really not happening in the back end. And all you're doing is just killing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just knowing you have to be there, I guess. And if you're not, the business will fail also. So I'm not sure if I have a, an actual set you know, a word of advice that was bad or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that you, you have to be there. And if you're not, your business will fail. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do to temporarily get you back on track again? List. List. How so? I, I, for me, I, I do. I get off track very easily. You know, if, I, <laughs> if I'm in my office and I have Sports Center on and all of a sudden I'm, <laughs> I'm watching something go down or if it's fantasy football, you know, something like that can throw me off. I, I like to go on lists. So mm-hmm. I usually write a list every morning when I'm having my coffee of things I need to get done that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and things might add to that list or I might be able to take things off and push them off to another day. But that for me helps me keep focused because I will, I'll forget certain things and I'll just go back to my list and look at it and go, Oh shoot, I have this, this, and this to do. Mm-hmm. Let me get those done now. Um, but for me, uh, lists help me quite a bit. This keeps out of a lot of the distractions that can come into a business owner's life and business and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And what, ha- what do you do about these distractions? Um, you know, it, it depends on the type of distraction. Um, but you, you just try to, you try to key them out, but we're all human. Mm-hmm. We know that maybe for that hour that you're working, 15 minutes might be distracted on your phone or looking at other things and things like that. It's just, you, you just got to kind of try to keep yourself on track. What have um, you gotten good at saying no to? I'm getting good at saying no to, um, just longer distractions as, so I've been invited to a quite a few, you know, charity events and things like that, which are great. And, and there's things that, you know, I think you should always donate back to the community and things like that. And they sometimes can be very good um, networking things. But like for me, golf tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, if you just say that, are very hard for me to attend just because it's four and a half, five hours out of your day. Right. You know, so I do, I, I might do two tournaments the whole year, mm-hmm. even though I get invited to quite a few and I, I hate turning them down and I'm always appreciative of me getting invited, mm-hmm. but those are the big ones. When it's taking more than two hours, three hours, it's tough to, uh, to be involved in those. So I try to say no to those. Looking back at the, the success that you've had and the growth, tremendous growth that you've had, have you achieved your goals now that you thought you were going to, or does your business look like now what you expected it to when you first started? Um, you know, what's funny is when you, 
you start hitting certain numbers, uh-huh. you think, man, if I can only get to, let's just say 200,000 a year, um, I- I've made it. Right. <laughs> but then when you get there, it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. Right. So I am very proud of where we are at mm-hmm. and what we've achieved. Um, we went through some crazy times in 08. So, I mean, we started the business in 06 and in 08, 09, when the crash happened, I thought, man, I might have to look for a job somewhere. And then, right. but, but the problem was I'm in banking. Well, banks weren't hiring at that right, same time. Right. right? So right. it's like one of those things where you're going to be um, surprised at what you can do when you have to do it. And it was one of those, okay, let's dig in. We got to figure this out. But what I found out was uh, for us, we were, I felt we were a great company and a good company and we were honest, had good intentions. Um, so we kept all of our clients through that. And so what happened was a lot of the other businesses that were similar to mine, other merchant services, the bad ones were weeded out right away mm. because they couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. Uh, customers were leaving. They were closing their doors because they just couldn't stay open. Well, we were able to, to, to navigate through that. Mm-hmm. And when we came out the other side, we were much stronger. Um, so I guess to answer your question, I'm, I don't know if we've actually hit our goals of what we thought we were going to be. Because I guess it's always, you know, you're always driving to get bigger, better, stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I still think we have plenty of work to do. Um, but um, I am proud of where we're at. And um, I can say at least I wake up in the morning knowing that my business is still there, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, but know that there's still work to be done. Business ownership has given you options. Tell us a little bit about some of the options that owning your own successful business has afforded you. I think for me, um, I do have to say that, uh, yes, you'll work hard, um, but it's afforded me a few things. I've never missed a first, I I would say. so. A first what? So I've witnessed my kids' first breath, Mm. their first steps, their first Mm. day of every every school year, um, because I can I can give myself that time back uh, mm-hmm. and schedule that time so I don't miss those things. Because I think at the end of the day, quality of life does play a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be happy at what you're doing. So whatever business you might get into, hopefully you have that passion for it. Uh, and it makes you happy uh, because that's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. And uh, I think so for my business, it, it's afforded me some of that time back with my family uh, where I don't have to ask someone, hey, can I take a vacation on these days? Uh, I'll just make sure I get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that I get to spend quality time with my family. I think that's, that's the big thing. Excellent. Well, Rob, this has been a wonderful interview, and you've given us a lot of great insights and thoughts. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you and, uh, and MBI Merchant Services, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, a couple ways. One, they can give me a call. Uh, I'm always open to answering my phone at uh, 661 Six one nine zero three one seven, or they can email me. Uh, it's Rob R O B at M B I, and that's M is in Mary, B is in boy, I is in igloo. Processing P R O C E S S I N G dot com. And if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how do they find you? Um, I'm just Robert Voss on Facebook. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I have nothing else. I have no Twitter, <laughs> no Snapchat, none of that stuff. So I guess. I'm one of those old guys. Exactly, exactly. It's hard for some of us to realize that we're getting old, as it were. Well, Robert, thank you very much for being on the podcast, and we thank you for giving us a lot of great information on how people, how small business owners can develop a strong and profitable business. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. 
I've been asked, who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business owner who's a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Become a visioneer by joining the Tribe on Small Business Celebrations Facebook page and on Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I am your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.